Hi, welcome to Drone Therapy Podcast's most festive episode ever. I'm leaning way into the season this year. I'm gearing up to make my annual list of predictions for the new year. I have a metal tree I found in the street that I wrapped in twinkly lights. And half the stuff I ordered on AliExpress for gifts isn't here yet because I did the two month free shipping thing, which is fine because people have birthdays coming up too. I feel like I'm doing the seasonal stuff really well for someone who literally almost lit herself on fire last fall. I'm Crystal Jax, AKA Bridget Bardont. And this podcast lurks the gray areas of health and wellness. Not ethical gray areas, like is ordering stuff directly from Chinese factories more chill than using Amazon because AliExpress supports a billionaire who's got less billions than Jeff Bezos? The answer is to try to just get everything you need from the garbage, like a true planetary angel. Nobody minds getting obvious trash presents anymore because everyone is worrying about how much mercury is in the coastal fog or how much plastic is inside a whale's stomach or where Florida is going or if they're not, they kind of suck, right? Ho, ho, ho. I mean gray areas like how sometimes seeking help for emotional issues can create more issues and sometimes relaxing music can paralyze you with anxiety because you have to make that top 10 drone albums of the decade list and in the fog and the stress and the pain of trying it can seem like the ends don't justify the means what we're doing here is accepting that we want to try even if sometimes we'll never reach the ends and sometimes we'll never be in control of the means Sometimes there's just the days getting shorter and shorter and darker and darker. Well, this episode is about surviving the holidays. It's also just about making it through stressful times in general, like the end of the year or the end of the decade. And your homework for this episode will be tied to the value of reflection. But first, let me talk some trash about record keeping and reflection. Don't stress out just because everyone's counting down the best albums of the decade and you're just trying to remember every place you cried this year because it seems like you have to rank something. Or stress out if you have to, but be aware that it's happening and give yourself some space to stress out. We'll be talking a lot about making space for feelings all through this episode, just kind of like we always do and using DBT or dialectical behavioral therapy skills to get through the seasonal stress. If you haven't listened to past episodes, this will be a quick intro into some skills from DBT, and if you have, some of this will be familiar. If you like this episode, definitely go check out more or subscribe. The next one will return to the emotional regulation skills. Personally, I like using the end of the year for looking back, but that's because I'm pretty lucky in that I get to spend the end of the year and the holidays alone and nobody really bothers me about it, which I realize might not be an option for you. You might actually be more busy than usual and that's okay. 
Culturally, the end of the year or the decade is seen as the time for reflection and there's a huge pressure to look for patterns and make lists and resolutions, but it's also just a bunch of regular days following other regular days. If you don't have the energy to do 10 years or 20 years or one year of backtracking because you're tired or traumatized or busy or don't care or can't remember anything that happened more than five minutes ago, you don't have to participate. You can sit it all out and just concentrate on getting through the days. If you don't have a favorite movie of the past year or a resolution for the new year, it's honestly your business and no one else's. Reflection helps us find patterns and know what our goals and values and issues are, but making space for reflection can happen anytime you're able to do it. The more often you do it, the better, but you can structure it your way. Maybe you're listening to this episode in July and you can still do the homework we're about to do, or maybe you're listening in December but you won't have time to do it till July and that's fine. If you can, follow along with me here. We're gonna do something I've done almost every year since I was 15 years old on LiveJournal. If you don't remember LiveJournal, it was like a social media site that was just your diary and subscribing to other people's diaries and people would get really real and open on it and sometimes post quizzes and stuff like this. And I don't have a LiveJournal anymore, but I still do this one every year. It's like a survey. One time I brought it to Warp Tour and asked a bunch of kids to answer it and then I think it was a lot of fun. That's not on the internet anymore. Maybe I'll put it up on Patreon sometime. You could use this on your friends too. I'll put this on my Patreon account for free with this episode. That's the blog or post section on patreon.com slash crystaljacks, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X, which is the closest thing I have to a live journal now. Or you can follow along with the podcast, just pause between the questions. Again, if you're not ready, just skip ahead because we have more stuff to cover. One, what did you do in 2019 that you'd never done before? Two, did you keep your New Year's resolutions and will you make more for the next year? What are they? Three, did anyone close to you give birth? Four, did anyone close to you die? Five, what countries did you visit? Six, what would you like to have in 2020 that you lacked in 2019? Seven, what dates from 2019 will remain etched in your memory and why? Eight, what was your biggest achievement of the year? Nine, what was your biggest failure? 10, did you suffer illness or injury? 11. What was the best thing you bought? 12. Whose behavior merited celebration? 13. Whose behavior made you appalled and depressed? 14. Where did most of your money go? 15. What did you get really, really, really excited about? 16. What song will always remind you of 2019? 17. Compared to this time last year, are you happier or sadder? 18. 
What do you wish you'd done more of this year? 19. What do you wish you'd done less of? You can hear Lana in the background. She'll come to say hi later. 20. How will you be spending the holidays? 21. How will you be spending New Year's Eve? 22. Did you fall in love in 2019? 23. How many one-night stands? 24. What was your favorite TV program? 25. Do you hate anyone now that you didn't hate this time last year? 26. What was the best book you read? 27. What was your greatest musical discovery? 28. What did you want and get? 29. What did you want and not get? 30. What was your favorite film this year? 31. What did you do on your birthday and how old were you? 32. What is one thing that would have made your year immeasurably more satisfying? 33. How would you describe your personal fashion concept in 2019? 34. What kept you sane this year? 35. Which celebrity or public figure did you fancy the most? 36. What political issues stirred you the most? 37. Who did you miss? 38. Who is the best new person you met? 39. Tell us a valuable life lesson you learned in 2019. 40. Quote a song lyric that sums up your year. In the famous words of Lana Del Rey, my lyrics to sum up this year are, fuck it, I love you. Powerful stuff. Fuck it, I love you. I don't know who to credit for that survey. The word fancy makes me think it was someone from the UK. Let me know if you know who wrote it. So after doing that, you might know yourself better, but it's hard for me to do relevant holiday tips for you not knowing what your holidays are like. I'll try my best to make these general, but I'm gonna give you tips that have been relevant to me. First of all, the tip that's worked best for me is to sit the holidays out, skip a lot or even skip them completely. This year I won't fly home and I'm not going to my staff party. Other years I've chosen to do more or ended up doing more because I had to, but in general I like to spend holidays by myself. I know that I find the pace of the season stressful and I find it works better for me to opt out and spend the time recharging, especially since a lot of people I usually hang out with aren't in town. I'll go to a couple parties this year. I sent some presents home. I went to the mall and tried on like a Dior party dress to be funny, but I've set my month up in a way where I know I can handle it and I can't handle too much yet. There's a lot of pressure to show up at every party, every family gathering, every event, and sparkle Neely sparkle. But I want you to know that it's okay to gauge how you feel and what you can handle and work with that. Maybe you can't skip everything piling up on the calendar, but you can try and set limits like stopping by for an hour instead of a whole night, 
or asking if a friend can come with you or just making sure you're ready for uncomfortable times by preparing yourself in advance. I'm not saying it's a great idea to fixate on the worst possible things that can happen at every party, even though that can feel like the attractive and sensible thing to do, and I'll be doing that, but it will be helpful to make some space to remind yourself you're gonna be doing some stressful stuff and plan accordingly. If you have a hell family and you're spending a week with them, what are you gonna do to make sure you get through it safely? Maybe you'll rest a lot before you go, take as much space alone as you can, maybe you'll have a mutual venting session with a friend set up, or maybe you know you're gonna wanna be drinking or using medication or drugs more than usual, so make a pact with yourself to stay hydrated and keep track of your intake. In the spirit of list making and reflection, I'm gonna list my top 10 holiday season tips here. Maybe one will help you out. One. You can say no to things. Even if it causes conflict, your safety comes first. If you're like underage and your parents are forcing you to attend something that might be different, but even then, try bargaining with them. Like, could you just attend for an hour? Could you bring a friend? Are you allowed to leave and go for a walk for a while? Two, as much as possible, try to be honest about things like your feelings, boundaries, and circumstances. If you're tired, say you're tired. If you can't afford to buy presents or food or bus tickets or a new outfit or time off work, is there a way you can communicate that to people and be understood? It's a definite possibility some people will be jerks when you share stuff like that, especially family maybe, so use your discretion, but I think there will be occasions where honesty can lower the stress for you. Three, take time alone if and when you need it. It's okay to go for a walk or hide or scroll your phone or write in a journal for a while. Four, do one thing at a time and when it's done, check in with yourself to see how you're doing. It's okay to change your plans. Five, use your senses, wear or have items with you that comfort you. Like, I like to wear tactile fabrics like velvet, which is pretty easy to find at thrift stores and I wear my favorite ring and a perfume scent that calms me down and makes me feel happy. Demeter makes one for $5 called Hot Toddy that I like in the winter season. Six, this one is tough, but try to go into events knowing what your boundaries are, from how much you're gonna drink, to how late you're gonna stay, to how many personal questions or comments you're gonna field. Are you comfortable telling someone you don't want to talk about something or are you more comfortable changing the subject or making an excuse and exiting the conversation? If possible, could you even practice this with a friend? If you want to leave the party before midnight, you could set your phone to vibrate and remind you. 7. If things get bad, have plans for ways to distract yourself. Some ideas might be games, looking at memes on Instagram, reading a book, keeping a journal, listening to your favorite song or this podcast, or just playing with the sleeves of your velvet sweater. Eight, find ways to keep track of, validate, and channel your emotions, maybe by reaching out to a friend to vent or keeping a journal or even writing little notes in your phone. I make notes in my phone about how I'm feeling all the time and then make silly memes about them later. If there's something you can't say to someone, like your mom or your boss, try writing them down in a letter and not sending it. 
Number nine, it might sound silly, but try to get a little festive. I never used to do this, but now I like listening to Christmas songs by Chris Isaac. He even has a song called Dogs Love Christmas Too. And I like looking at glittery things at the mall. I might paint my nails red instead of black. It can be fun to lean into things even if it feels silly. 10. Try not to be hard on yourself. Maybe you'll cry in front of everyone at work. Maybe you'll smash up your father's property in a fit of rage. Maybe you'll get in a car with a drunk driver. I've done all these things. I don't feel good about them, but I'm at peace with them because I have to be. Please do not drive drunk or high though, and try not to let anyone else do it either. That is tip number 10. Keep the roads safe and keep your heart safe. Ho ho, merry heckin' holidays. Here's Lyanna. She got a treat. You can find me on Instagram at crystaljax, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-J-A-X, and my meme account, Dying But Fine. My website is crystaljax.com. Send me monetary treats and presents at paypal.me slash crystaljax, or sign up to support me at patreon.com slash crystaljax, and get access to my newsletter and lots of other rewards there. Remember to subscribe and share Germ Therapy Podcast, especially this one since it's so fun and festive. The only news I have is that in Toronto, I'm teaching a workshop called Intuitive Experimental Field Recording at InterAccess. Go to interaccess.org and you can find all the information there. The workshop is March 28th and April 4th. I totally forgot to put bells on the dog. She has like little holiday bells. Okay, bye.